now to show our gratitude. We're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Shane Douglas is the man who ignites the new flame of the sport of professional wrestling. The era of the franchise. The era of the ECW. And the franchise, Shane Douglas. Well, you want the lowdown on professional wrestling, get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three-Way Dance. <laughs> How do I say goodbye to what we had? The good times that made us laugh out of them back. What's connection? Welcome back to the most extreme menage of uh, violence of Twa you will experience on Extreme Three Way Dance. It's late. JT, Jenny, and Matt here bring you through the history of extreme ECW wrestling from February '94. We're now in the fall of 1998, but we have plenty of quality programs beyond this one on North South Connection, both on video on the CR YouTube channel if you're watching, and on audio if you're listening along as well. Any podcast application to search up North South Connection. We have exclusives to each. We have simulcasts on each. Just subscribe to everything so you can just download it all. Help us out. We'd love you for it. Leave us some comments mm-hmm. as well. And a like if you're on YouTube. How about that? How you How guys about doing? It? How about it? How you guys I'm doing? Good. Right? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling... It's, uh, it's here to be great as always. <laughs> Not tongue-tied at all. Anyway. <laughs> but, you know, get our chuckles in while we can because I'm going to be upset for the rest mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might as well get right into it. So tonight we're get covering emails. three weeks of ECW TV. We're starting. I can't. We are already at the end of September of '98. We are flying yeah. here. Mm-hmm. September 26, 1998. Tommy Dreamer is in the ring, and we have some late breaking news. That late breaking news. Well, there's a graphic that tells us the late-breaking news. ECW Live late-breaking news states that Sandman has left ECW. Tommy Dreamer's in the ring. He says, five years ago yesterday, Paul Heyman took over as ECW Booker. We cut to Joey. So this is the thing now. So we get Dreamer talking, and we keep cutting to, to Joey, who's like, he's not fact-checking, but he's like stating facts. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to really make it like a news broadcast, so he's cutting yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So it goes Tommy, Joey, Tommy, Joey, Tommy, Joey. So Tommy says, five years ago, Paul Heyman took over ECW Booker. 
We cut to Joey. He's in the nest. He's got his coat off. He's got his suspenders on. Very serious. He <laughs> says, Tommy is in the ring talking about Sandman leaving ECW. We go back to Tommy. He says, Paul took over the role from the late Eddie Gilbert. Joey says, Eddie Gilbert was producer and talent coordinator for five months in 1993. Go back to Dreamer. He says, everything was funded by Todd Gordon, who started this with his own personal money and deserves respect. Joey says that Gordon founded ECW after Tri-State Wrestling was shut down. Tommy says when he started, there were no bleachers, just four chairs and fans and wrestlers built it from the ground up. Joey says Tommy debuted in, on October 1st, 1993. He's been with ECW ever since and is a team player. His debut match was against Taz. Tommy says they've had a locker room full of guys past or present that always bust their ass for the fans, regardless of the arena. They may have their egos, but a guy like Shane Douglas is coming back because people paid to see him, even though he shouldn't be working. Bigelow's mom was sick. He had a concussion, but he still busted his ass last month in the arena anyway. Rob Van Dam almost lost his eye going through a table, but there he was busting it as one of the best in the world. And before RVD, there's a guy named Sabu that dove into barbed wire, and fans uh, always puts on 100% for them. This is what ECW is about. You work hurt. You do what you have to do. You get paid, and you make sure fans saw the best. And Joey says, as reported on the website, James Fullington is signed with WCW after his ECW con uh, contract expired following Heat Wave. Tommy says a Sandman should always be respected because for five years he gave his body, got his ass kicked, and was truly a founder of ECW and deserves a real send-off. The fans agree. We get a standing ovation. Joey says Sandman is a former three-time ECW champion, a feat that's only been equaled by uh, Shane Douglas. Tommy then keeps hyping up the fans. He asks for ongoing support no matter who leaves. As long as ECW has a card, they're guaranteed to get the money worth. Tommy thanks Sandman for everything, bleeding, being a drunk, and a best friend to him. Dreamer toasts a beer and chugs it, wishes him well. But out comes Jack Victory. He says he never thought Tommy to be a kiss ass, but after the speech, that's what he is. Victory was out of the business for eight years. He's on barbed wire and tables, and he walked away. He got no heartwarming speech. Tommy says, you're a piece of shit. Victory tells the fans to shut up. Tommy says, oh, okay, you want to make it an angle? We'll show him what Sandman would do, and he clubs Victory and beats him down. Out comes Rod Price. He and Victory lay out Tommy. The lights zip down. Enter Sandman fires up. But when they come down, it's just incredible. He canes the shit out of Tommy, busting him open, leaving him a mess. Out come the BWO and Rotten Balls. Uh, they try to help, but it's too late. And we get a wrap-up from there. So uh, this is a really good rallying the troops promo from Tommy, kind of reassuring that, look, Sandman's an icon. He took the money. There's nothing wrong with it. This guy busted his ass for years. We shouldn't – you sold out him like he's a legend. Let's give him a farewell. That's good. But then it's classic ECW. Let's turn it right into an angle. Let's make money off of it. Let's make it count. Um, so the feud boils. And, you know, Joey's in the nest. He's not happy. He says they just wanted to pay tribute to Sandman. Um, and we transition Credible right back to Tommy. Like, he feuded with Tommy before. That kind of ended. But with Sandman gone, Tommy makes sense to step in because the two ECW legends uh, will be the two guys that kind of have always been tied together. So Tommy taking up the mantle um, makes sense. So a lot going on here. Uh, I thought Sandman was going to come out. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to have him do one last caning and standing tall and then saying goodbye. But he, he's done. He's going to WCW. Uh, he'll be there for a while, and uh, we'll be without him for the first time since we started this project, Jenny, in early 94. So what are your thoughts on A, Sandman leaving, B, how they handled it, and C, Tommy taking his place in the feud? No, just no. 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 No, no thank you. Um, number one, it is all of a sudden we're doing late-breaking news. 
the Sandman leaves ECW. That's the first thing that you see mm-hmm. when they fucking start the episode. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? What, what? What is this? I thought it was a parody. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was an angle or something. I'm like, come on. Y'all haven't said shit about Sandman. <laughs> there has been no mention of... Because sometimes y'all will hitch around. We'll, we'll see how long that lasts or blah, blah, blah. We're in the middle of a fucking feud, bro. Like, mm-hmm. what? So I thought it was fake. And then I'm like, look, I'm all, I'm all in for a fucking Tommy Dreamer-led ECW history lesson any day of the week. Okay, I'll listen to you talk. But then I got to sit through all this shit thinking that it's a work and it's not. Fuck this. No, no. I got to sit through Jack Victory coming out mocking everybody. Goddamn lights out and then it's just incredible what the fuck man no i don't like it it's this sucks i hate the way they did it and i'm very upset and i hate it and did i mention i hate it matt Mm, it sounds like you hate it uh i didn't tell you because like i knew it was coming i didn't Mm -hmm. know it was coming this soon like that's so, so that's on y'all. Sorry about it. Y'all need to get your I'm a, I'm, I'm a bad, I'm a bad so co-host. You warn a bitch, you I'm, a bad, I'm a bad co-host. I do apologize. I better to get your visceral reaction to these things. It's better to get oh. these. Yeah. Oh, no. um, so the way he leaves is very weird to me. Like you think back about how Raven left the mm-hmm. fanfare he got the bill mm-hmm. to that loser leaves town match. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming this is something that came together relatively. It had quickly. to be short notice. Yeah, it had to be like real quick. And right. And WCW were probably no, you're not, we're not getting hurt. You're not going right. there. Like you're done. Um, his last that's how it felt to me. His last match is a fucking no contest with Rod Price. That's right. what I'm upset about, bro. Like, you know? well, they're clearly setting up Sandman credible for November to remember. I mean, so this had right. to be to yeah. your point out of nowhere because. Right. I mean, obviously his contract was up if they're telling the truth there, but they right. probably figured, okay, he's not going anywhere. He'll resign. Right. Um, they're marching toward this pay-per-view. Yes. And so it's clear to me this was completely, you know, out of nowhere for them. And they had to scramble and pull something together. Um, but they they care too much about him and respect him too much to bury right. him out of the gate. And I'm guessing deep down they knew he probably wasn't going to last. Mm-hmm. Um WCW would be, probably be back someday, so uh, you know well, maybe they figure, okay, well, go get your money, come back, go get paid, and we'll we'll we're not going to bury you because we know you'll be back, kind of. Right. Thing. Also, was this live? Because it says ECW live, and no, it's like, never live. They just okay, so it's, they they live to tape it in the arena, you know. Yeah, well, they I live know to tape that. it, so they're acting like it's live they're while they're taping like it, it, and then they air but, it right, right. after. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, it's just super weird knowing that that like like you like the uh, Joey mentioned he had been without a contract after he until after Heat Wave. If that's the truth, I mean he was working without a contract for a month. So I mean there's nothing that says yeah. right if if what he's saying is true, right? So who knows? And you know Paulie's a big loyalty guy, like you kind of alluded to. You know he maybe he just thought uh, Sandman's not fucking going anywhere. Why would he? Go, the rumor you know? is he got three years worth two hundred thousand a year. I mean, that's big money. Like, right? Nobody oh, can, yeah, you know, no. for what ECW probably wasn't even paying him. Um, no one can can call a guy out for taking that deal. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. With the you amount go, of not money, have to kill yourself, you know, in ECW arena anymore right. and get paid two hundred grand a year. Now, I don't. 
I don't know if he gets paid after he gets caught, right? But either way, he makes probably about 200K for his run there, if nothing else. Hard um, to say no to the kind of money yeah. WCW was giving anybody with a pulse. At that for the point. workload that they would have to do. Right. Um, the de- original debut of him is fantastic. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's the preppy neighbor of Raven, spoiled rich kid at the pool. Um, that goes scrap quickly, and then he becomes um, hardcore hack, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And he'd be in WCW for a bit. So... I'm not going to say the book is closed on Sandman for us, but for now it's, it's going to be a bit before we see him again. Um, but I, you know, I, I mentioned dudes like public enemy and others where I kind of felt ready for them to go. I, I didn't think Sandman was in that boat for a dude that's been around no, for no way. five years. He didn't feel played out. Like I felt like there was still know. ground to cover. He was doing different stuff, like mixing in different offense and he had slimmed down and got into pretty good shape. Like I definitely feel like there was, um, more there for him so i think so too yeah for sure i'm i'm i was shocked and devastated yeah all right joey's also shocked that he is not happy he said they were just trying to pay tribute to sandman uh we get our opening animation joey's ranting over the animation says we're going to break uh counts us out to commercial solemnly we go back uh, to the ring where paul Heyman is in queens is from two nights ago the late breaking news graphics still up paul says he's (laughs) promised before and I think the graphic too was probably for people flipping around. They may right. see that and like it's eye catching, like, oh shit, what's going on? So I, I kind of don't mind it. Um, Paul said he's promised before that when they have problems with TV in New York, the fans would never miss an episode of ECW television. So because they're having an issue right now with it getting aired in, t- in New York, uh, to no expense to anyone in the building, anyone that walks out tonight will get a tape of all three hours of tonight's show at the company's expense. And that gets a huge pop. So cool moment there. Uh, where they're going to hand out tapes. What was going on with the TV? That I'm not sure. It seems like, yeah. I don't know if they got knocked off the station they were on or just a dispute, mm. but basically tells them they'll all get to see what they had here tonight for free. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joey says the ECW atmosphere is festive with the company and its fans, but Just Incredible has altered that fun. Joey recaps Credible's run over the last 12 months of his ECW career since it's crazy. He's been around for a year too. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done a lot of damage. And we get footage from earlier where Credible, Victory, and Price all left Tommy a bloody mess. Joey's back in the nest, talks about how they're covering Sandman's departure and his fallout from the arena. We get a brief Sandman career highlights video package. Uh, we go to the ring where the timekeeper is mopping Tommy Dreamer's blood off the canvas. We get clips of the bloody assault from earlier. We go back to New Orleans where Tommy saves Sandman from getting the shit kicked out of him by Credible's crew, the arrival of one-man gang. Joey's still struggling. Some accuse him to an interview with Tommy backstage, but he says they don't want to interview Tommy. It'd be exploitative. He needs a hospital. Uh, Then they say they're going to interview the triple threat. That gets waved off. And Joey hypes the big arena main event featuring the battle of the triple threat against RVD, Sabu, and a mystery partner, including Shane Douglas's return. Uh, The Dullies are in the ring. Uh, Bubba calls Philly women whores and calls out a lady in the crowd for having a big fat white ass. She yep. throws it off and flips off Bubba. Yep. <laughs> Bubba says she doesn't have a dress on. It's a moo-moo and she's giving him the business. Oh, Bubba wow. tells a fan he would ask him to jump the barricade, but that would be like crossing the border and he probably doesn't have a green card. Uh, the fan makes a blowjob motion back. Gertner does his long intros, gets his usual Monica Lewinsky joke in. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic heat. So that was a lot, Matt. Uh, any thoughts on anything with the Joey stuff? Um, recapping Sandman and then uh, the setup with the Dudleys in the ring. The thing I'll say about this episode that I enjoyed is they're really conveying just how fucking chaotic everything that's yeah, been Yeah, yeah, we're all over the place. Where things are 
not as we planned. We don't know what like, to do. It's- I thought that was really well done by Joey, where he's just like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing next. I have no idea what's going on. And uh, the face he made when he was told that Dudley's in the ring was fantastic. I imagine it's what Jenny does every time she hears that the Dudleys are coming mm-hmm. on. She's like, oh, the Dudleys. Oh, fucking shit. All right. I, I would disagree because after the chaos of finding out about Sandman, they should have regrouped, goddammit, and put together something that felt more reassuring than this crazy. I don't know. They do like a recap video and everybody's crying. Like, I don't know. I don't want to see the Dudleys right now. Like, it's just not. The whole vibe is just dead. Like, I'm dead. <laughs> like, I, I'm quit. I'm done telling you it sucks I I, I just don't like how they handle all all this it feels all put like like you said rushed put together all weird and I don't know no I I totally makes me anxious I mean like I said earlier look at how they handled Raven leaving so that's kind of what led me to think this was like super quick and kind of out of nowhere and like Paulie didn't expect it you know so I get it. I totally get I'm it. I'm mad. I'm mad that he didn't expect it. I guess. Well, that's. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> like, with the type of, like I said, with like the type of money. You've had a month. You've had a month to figure it out. I guess. Right. And with the well, I think it goes back to Paulie being loyal. He didn't think Sandman mm-hmm. would ever would ever leave ECW. But again, right. when WCW's thrown around, you know, almost a quarter of a million dollars under your schnoz, kind of hard to say. Yeah. No what are you gonna do? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He should have planned for it if it was a, if he knew he was going to take the fucking money. I mean, this isn't a bad alternative to go to Tommy. Like Tommy yes. taking his place and defending his honor is pretty good. I don't know. Tommy wasn't doing anything anyway after the Dudley's feud. He's kind of been he kind of needed something anyway. So, and him incredible. They did feud before, but it was quick. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like a long drawn out feud. So. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, time for our next match. It is Masato Tanaka taking on Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh, Tanaka comes out, he looks confused. I'm sorry, it's uh, Devon Dudley. Uh, Tanaka comes out, he looks confused at the crew in the ring. Bubba tells Tanaka, learn how to speak English. Tanaka grabs the mic, puts up his middle finger, and says, buh, 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 buh. Tanaka grabs really the headlock, and uh, we get late-breaking news about Dreamer getting assaulted earlier in the night, refusing to go to the hospital. Devon gets a shoulder block, we reset. The news graphic hypes up Dreamer updates on the website. Bubba trips up Tanaka and then mock bows while Devon nails him from behind. It's a slop drop. Devon goes through some offense. He smacks and bites at Tanaka. Tanaka slugs back with hard punches. Devon blocks a springboard with a neck breaker, follows with a low blow. Bubba does a just terrible racist Japanese accent, runs through the Dudley commandments as Devon lays in chair shots to Tanaka's head. Tanaka stays on his feet for the first two, but as usual, the third takes him down. The chair is completely wrecked. Tanaka ducks another chair shot. It's a powerbomb for two. Tanaka slugs away, but Devon pulls the ref in the way during the roaring elbow. He gets wiped out. Out comes Bam Bam Bigelow. Tanaka hammers on Devon. Bubba hits Tanaka with a sidewalk slam, tries a DDT, but Tanaka counters into a DDT on the chair. Bubba splashes Devon by accident, and Tanaka gets the win. Bigelow gets in the ring, makes a beeline for Tanaka, and beats him down. Tanaka fights him, uh, fights him off. Kizito and Douglas make the save, and they leave Tanaka drag, uh, laid out. Fun little match. A lot of chaos. It was sloppy, as you would expect, but in a good ECW way. Tanaka's red hot. Uh, the Dudleys are heat magnets. They get in the loss, though. A uh, good post-match. The triple threat lighting back up here with Douglas getting back in the ring. Tanaka leveling up as well, Matt. I went two and a half stars. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I went two and a half on it. Uh, the, the thing I'll say about this, and this is more about maybe the episode itself, 
I don't know how I feel about having this go on after all the Sandman stuff. Mm. Like I probably would have opened with this and then maybe saved the Sandman stuff for last, you know, maybe cut into or just it. Don't at... have a match. You could just done video packages right. and interviews and like talk about Sandman. Probably. Right. If there's any episode that deserved 8,000 yeah. video packages, it's this right. one, right? Like this is, it's not like it was a match that, you know, you had to see, or it wasn't like a four star. It wasn't like awesome Tanaka from heat wave or something like that. Right. It was, it was a fine match. I went two and a half on it, but like, it's not anything you really would have missed if it wasn't here. So, I mean, the match itself was fine, but I was kind of taken out of it because it's like, I don't know, having this here after all the shit that just went down, plus the big angle with Tommy getting his ass beat too. Besides, Mm -hmm. it's like, it kind of feels like, you know, we started up here and now we're kind of down here at the end of the episode. So, I mean, it was fine for what it was, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't, uh, necessarily needed here, Jenny. Yeah, uh, I think I figured out what I didn't like about any of it. It just, it's, they're acting like it's news coverage, you know, Uh or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I don't like that. I'm like, no, I I just don't like my wrestling like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want it presented to me in that way. So it's really bugging me uh, that they keep putting that graphic up on the screen and um, treating it like we're, I don't know. It, it's just not ECW for me. It's just not It's not the vibe I like. Anyway, there were some funny parts of this. I liked uh, Tanaka uh, saying, buh, buh. <laughs> and then the whole the whole match, the whole crowd just saying, buh, buh in their chants. So that was great. And then uh, Joey calling the Dudleys inbreds and tie-dye. Um, <laughs> But uh, Devon is like out of his depth uh, wrestling Tanaka. So, uh, yeah, it was a step down for him uh, as far as match quality um, for Tanaka. And uh, Devon, I just don't feel like holds up in a match like this. Um, the F, the ref gets the roaring elbow. That's whatever. You know, tired of that move. Just let's do something else. And then fuckery to win the match. But it was pretty fun. So I did two and a half. Douglas grabs the mic. He calls out Fonzie, says he spent years building a triple threat, and he won't have any jabronis in the back taking it from him. Shane calls the fans Marks, says they all know RVD will prostitute himself out, and even if he stands by Taz, if he gets the glory, there'll be a history lesson. If he remembers barely legal, Taz and Sabu hate each other's guts. When they were a team, not even Paul Heyman could keep them from each other's throats. And on his night back, this is the only triple threat. There's no new triple threat because there's nothing Fonzie can give Taz to make him stand with Sabu. The fans should get their money back if that's why they came tonight. We then get a hype ad for November to remember. Joey in the nest hypes up the six-man war for next week. Uh, despite Shane's com- comments about Taz, he shits on Justin Credible. We then get a Rob Zombie ECW stinger and a highlight package that ends with Credible and his crew backstage pumping himself up. Uh, Jenny, any thoughts on Shane's promo in the end of the episode there? Boy, he was covered in sweat, but it was mm-hmm. a really good promo. Yeah. Uh, he reminds us that Taz and Sabu hate each other. Mm-hmm. Great point, Shane. Mm-hmm. Like, Really, nobody's not... like. There, all of a sudden, there's like tri- another triple threat. Like Shane's like, "Fuck y'all!" There's only <laughs> one triple threat. I'm the leader of it, so I really like that because he's absolutely correct. He is actually coming from a place that is set in reality, mm-hmm. and that is not normally the case for Shane. But <laughs> he does a really good job um, with with this angle, and I really like this for him. And, um, but we haven't heard from Fonzie or Taz or anybody, mm-hmm. um, since we did this whole debacle and Shane's the only one talking about it. 
So I tend to believe him. Fuck everybody else. There's only one triple threat. So that's what I say. Yeah. Hey, listen, he's not wrong. And like you said, he's the only one mentioning that, hey, Taz and Sabu fucking hate each other. There's, there's, like, there's, what would Taz, why would he do that? Right. Like it, it doesn't, it makes no damn sense. You two are at each other's throats for damn near two fucking years. And now all of a sudden you're going to team together and call yourself a new triple threat. No, fuck that. You're nothing like you could call yourselves that, but you're not the real one. So I enjoyed this from Shane. Like you said, Shane was uh, sweating quite profusely. Must've been hot in there uh, that, <laughs> week, that weekend. But yeah, it was more great stuff from Shane because it's fucking true. What he said. It is. All right. Awards, uh, best match. Uh, yeah, it was the only match, Devon and Tanaka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best moment, I was the ovation for Sandman uh, yep. before Victory uh, showed up. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Most 90s, I want Sandman joining WCW like everyone else. Oh, and uh, another Monica Lewinsky <laughs> joke. Oh, man. As usual. Uh, R- Rob Zombie again? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Rob Zombie. I like the little stinger from him. Yeah, they're cute. Stock rising. I went incredible. The Dudleys and Tanaka. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shane, I would say. Yeah, Shane too. Falling, I I mean, we usually do it when someone leaves. So I I went Sandman. Um, All right. End of his run here. Uh, Final grade, 7 out of 10. I, I thought they did a good job of the tough episode. Like, they could have presented this differently. They could have buried the guy. They could have treated him like shit like they do other guys. Um, but they, they treated him like the legend he is. They did it in a classy way. Transitions to another feud. Like Matt said earlier, I like the light, late-breaking news, hectic feel of the show. Made it feel like they just got just thrown at them last second. Joey's with the suspenders like he's Walter Cronkite calm, you know, during the war. It's like, you know, it's like very uh, intense uh, night. So I, I thought they did a good job. So 7 out of 10 for me. Man, fuck this episode. Um, they they blindsided you with this fucking information. They could have done it a lot easier. They could have done it a lot better. I just have issues with all of the whole presentation of everything. Then they put this bitch-ass fucking Dudley's match on there. Fuck <laughs> you, man. It's like four out of ten. Yeah, I mean, I went, I went six and a half. I think... I really do think, like I mentioned earlier, it was super quick. So I feel like they probably had to scramble <laughs> to put this episode together. I think that's part of it, too. So I, I think they just came up with an idea and said, I don't know. Let's try this out. And I mean, right. I, I thought it was perfectly fine for what it was. And I mean, I, I'm giving it a bigger bump because it's such a huge moment of one of the pillars leaving. So six and a half for me. All right. Let's move on to October 3rd, 1998. Joey Styles in the Nest. We're live to tape for Hour 2 at the ECW Arena. And we have more late-breaking news. Mike oh. Awesome. Mike Awesome has been severely injured. Uh, so he is in trouble. Joey narrates a highlight package about Mike Awesome. We find out he'll be out of action for a year after God blowing damn, out pal. his ACL against Balls Mahoney. Uh, he was already wrestling on a hairline fracture on his foot. Awesome got back in the ring and announced a semi-retirement from wrestling. So a lot going on here. We've lost Sandman, and now apparently we've lost Mike Awesome uh, due to this torn ACL. So he makes it seem like he's done. We'll see. Uh, but any quick thoughts on this not-so-awesome injury? I mean, we haven't seen him in a little bit. So um, 
I don't know. It sucks. It fucking sucks. I don't like how they fucking throw it in your face as soon as, you know, as soon as the episode starts. Like, stop doing that. I don't know. Uh, mm. I mean, it's a it's a huge bummer. Uh, uh, what limited we've seen of him has been, uh, excuse the pun, awesome. But mm. uh, it's uh, it sucks that he's going to be out for a year because, especially coming off that Tanaka match at Heatwave, because goddamn, mm-hmm. right. All right, well. Time for our Italian lesson of the week as Tracy Smothers heads to the ring for our next match, a rematch against Tommy Rogers. But uh, let's cover tonight's word, which is Sega Iolo. Sega YOLO. Sega YOLO. We just did a Sega thing. Sega YOLO. It means wanker. Wanker. Shouldn't that be the British lesson of the week if it's wanker? Well, no, wanker. If you were doing the British lesson of the week, the word would be wanker and the meaning would be Sega YOLO. Oh, right. Sega YOLO. Jack Victory was on this night. Sega YOLO. Super Nintendo YOLO. All right, graduating match. Rogers attacks Mothers as he talks shit on the crowd. A, a very progressive uh, match here, apparently, as uh, other team members are joining every minute. Kind of a cool concept. So it's not just Rogers and Smothers. It's a progressive tag match. Uh, Big Sal's milling around ringside. He's got an Italian flag, so I guess he's one of the Goombas now. We'll see. Makes sense. Right. <laughs> uh, Smothers peppers Rogers, uh, pickle peppers. And then we clip ahead. Guido's in the match. They're double-teaming Rogers until Chris Chetty enters. He makes a save, runs through both FBI. Chetty hits a rocket launcher into the yeah. FBI on the floor. Off the top, he is red hot. Rich comes in and cracks Rogers with the flag. And we have a clip to see that J.T. Smith is back. Yay! Uh, the first time since Barely Legal 1997, which I would not have Jesus, guessed. No. I would have thought it was like 95. It was the last time we saw him. Uh, wow. He loads on his old stablemates, so no longer with the FBI. The crowd is happy to see J.T. He cleans out the, his old crew. Joey says the rumor is that he had retired to Sicily. We clip ahead. Sal is in there now. He gets whipped into the Paisans. Chetty tries a moonsault, but wipes out JT on the way down, of course. He lands on Guido, but JT rolls over. It covers Guido for the win. We then get a classic video package of JT stooging. We go right from the finish. A weird ending. It was more clips than a match of just kind of highlighting JT Smith's return. Mm -hmm. We'll see if he sticks around and what his role is going to be. But uh, for this one night, all was right for the original Paisan, JT Smith. Uh, I didn't give this a grade. It was just kind of a segment. Man, I gave it two stars. Man, how could you not give JT Smith some love? That was was messed up. But we haven't seen him forever. And he came in in his khakis. So, like, what is he doing? Is he, like, a fucking office max and just work a match real quick and then they do the video package like he's the one who just left ecw Mm -hmm. like what do you mean this is weird but i wish it wasn't clipped up i wanted to see more of it Mm -hmm. uh because i thought this looked really fun and i really popped for jt so i'm doing the two stars as is uh, as is customary, JT Smith shows up and within minutes just dies a horrible, yep. painful death yes. by some I fucking 
Good God. That, how many concussions did he get from that move? Oh, yeah. He took a nasty bump. Jesus Christ. That's good. I, I did like the concept of the match. It was like war games without the cage. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. So something different for this uh, style of match. And what we saw was uh, was really good. So uh, more JT Smith. I think we could all use that in our lives. I agree. Joey narrates a package about Sabu and Taz. We head to earlier in the night where Fonzie called out Taz for an offer to get him to team with RVD and Sabu tonight. And that Shane was wrong in a statement. Out comes Taz, and Fonzie reveals that he had a brand new FTW belt made for him. Taz Jesus how- fucking Christ. <laughs> Fonzie's putting get a press on. He wants yourself. Taz back. He wants Taz back. Taz Fuck asked- Taz. Fuck all of them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Taz asks, how much do I owe you? How uh, much Fonzie- do I owe you to go fuck yourself? <laughs> Fonzie says all he wants is a handshake. Uh, and for Taz to team with RVD and Sabu. Taz says he wants to shake Sabu's hand. Sabu puts it out, but Taz walks away, just like RVD did back in April of 96. So Joey Hub's the big man event, and we'll see if Taz is going to be involved or not. Any quick thoughts on that segment? It sucked. I got you a new belt, daddy. <laughs> I feel like it was you. I feel like it was a bit of a reach uh, calling it back to RVD not shaking Sabu's hand in April of 96. But yeah. yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> that was no. a bit of a reach. No. All right, we got our opening. Yeah. Just. I don't. Who who's booking this? I don't. I don't mind this. Of all the things, I uh, I have bigger issues elsewhere. All right, we got our opening animation, and Joey Styles back in the nest talks up the main event. He assumes Taz has turned them down, and we'll see who'll take the opportunity. We get clips of Justin Incredible's crew beating down Tommy Dreamer last week during the tribute to Sandman. Joey says Dreamer has refused to leave the building and wants revenge, and he'll get it after the break. That brings us to a six-man tag as Tommy Dreamer teams with John Cronus and New Jack, the Gangstonators, to take on Justin Incredible, Jack Victory, and Rugged Rod Price. Dreamer stalks to the ring wrapped in bandages, covered in blood, torn to pieces. The crowd's in shock that Tommy's here. Mm-hmm. Tommy says he's tired. He just wants an old-fashioned Philly street fight so he can kick the shit out of Credible and his buddies. <laughs> As he finishes, Natural Born Killers fires up. Out come New Jack and Cronus. I thought New Jack had a torn groin. I don't yeah. know where he's at, but he's out. <laughs> they have a bucket of weapons. Joey says they're the best violent tag team ever, New Jack and Cronus. We head right to the ring where Dreamer's Army cleans house with weapons. Jason tries to work over New Jack, but that goes badly. Credible's crew is getting mauled. Natural Born Killers are still blaring. Cronus and New Jack hit stereo frog splashes as Tommy yanks right in the ring, and him and Cronus break him down with chops. Victory's pouring blood with a noose on his neck. Dreamer and Cronus shove Jason into Wright's crotch face first, and Joey wonders if that's the first time they've done that. Hmm. and Price make the save. They turn the tide a bit as we are we're, uh, warring in and out of the ring. Cronus has a zucchini. He puts in a chastity's vagine, and then uh, Nicole Bass comes in, and Cronus kisses her, and it's a low blow. Cronus spanks Chastity, but Credible canes him. Dreamer hits a side rush and leg sweep with the cane on Credible in a Sandman tribute, then fires up and canes Credible uh, again and stands tall. Victory comes in, hits Tommy from behind. Tommy knocks him to the floor. New Jack laces Price with the guitar off the top and pins him for the win. Uh, pretty standard ECW weapon brawl, fine. They paid tribute to Sandman. Dreamer gets a little revenge, but there's clearly going to be more hate to come with him and Credible. Uh, I went two stars for this whole cluster, Jenny. Uh, a lot a lot to digest in this book, <laughs> including some zucchini. Wow. Oh, I don't think that's how you digest zucchini. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. I mean, it was just standard weapons brawl. 
the the fucking kiss um to Nicole Bass like Cronus is a madman so he I guess you know just he don't care he just does whatever and uh applies to fruits and vegetables I guess um, <laughs> uh two stars Matt. Yeah, uh, much like the uh, the brawl, fest. the big brawl, fuck fest brawl on the last episode. I have no fucking idea how to rate this. Yeah. So two, I guess. Uh, weapons yeah. brawl, like you read about, it's probably on the lesser side of some of these type of brawls we've seen. And we didn't even get to see the damn powder guitar shot. The guitar didn't break when he crushed poor uh, Nikita Koloff Price with it. So two stars. Joey's in the nest. He hypes the big main event and questions around the mystery partner. We see Bill Wiles cleaning the ring after the street fight. Joey says Credible escaped again because Jason has hired thugs to take the big hits and he can walk away unscathed. We get a Rob Zombie ECW stinger. Guess there's a recap video of tonight's action. Joey says he wants some opera on the show. We see Wild Bill Wiles still cleaning the ring, but the broom breaks and he's aggravated. The crowd is on his ass. Wiles takes the mic and says, fuck you, people. They're disrespectful. Joey says, why is the mic even on? Bill says he's been cleaning the ring for three years to pay dues. He tells the fans he's going to go to Wendy's and shit on him while he does his job. And he's sick of it. Pretty good promo from Wild Bill. We get some music and out comes 911 to a big pop. Haven't seen him in a minute. He gets in the ring. He lays out Wild Bill with the choke slam like the good old days. Jeff Jones comes in. He high fives 911, welcomes him back. And Joey says, son of a bitch that Jones is with 911. Jones hypes 911 up and says he's the only true giant in wrestling. So, of course, we know where this goes as Jones mm-hmm. issues an open challenge, and out comes Spike Dudley. He stomps around. Joey says 911's been gone a while. He shouldn't have laughed too hard. Spike's beat Bigelow, Graziano, and one man gang. 911 grabs Spike by the throat, hoists him up. Spike goes to the eyes, kicks low, and hits an acid drop. And Big Al is cooked as Spike wins again. I want to half star. This one does not bother me nearly as much because. I don't think 911 is here for the long haul. This feels like a one night payday pop. And uh, he kind of deserved it after the way he left. Uh, again, I didn't blame him for taking the payday. I mean, he was clearly had no future anywhere. Might as well take the money. But this fella kind of like a fuck you, like a Paul Varlins kind of situation. Um, right. Just kind of came in and took a beating. But uh, what do you think, Jenny, if uh, Spike continuing to roll over the big guys? It's five stars. So, uh, mm-hmm. and like, he, he just keeps rolling on these awesome, and it, it, it's against nine one one. So that really popped me. Uh, we haven't seen him in forever, and uh, Spike just took him down like he does. I love it. Yeah, uh, wasn't expecting fucking nine one one to show up again mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Big, Jesus big Christ! With a uh, by choke slamming the ring guy of all people, <laughs> Bill Wiles. Right, excuse me, Wild Bill Wiles. I do apologize. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still went dud on it cause it's a 10 second match, but it was pretty entertaining for what it was like all these, they've all been fun. And I like, I like what they're doing with spike here. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, you, so the style thing didn't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. And also sacrificing gang was kind of weird when it seemed like maybe he was like set up to beat up Tommy. Like that was weird. Like, yeah, I like them beating big guys, but I just feel like he's, it's kind of productive of his big guys that you're kind of pushing. So I don't, right. I don't know. Especially with the one-man gang thing. He yeah. debuted five minutes before. Right. <laughs> just... In a big angle. I mean, it wasn't like he just right. was there. Yeah. Joey hypes up Spike's resume. Uh, says, we're not ready for the main event yet. Lance Storm and Tammy Lynn Bitch are backstage. Storm brags up himself on his recent hot streak, everything he's done, how great he is. And October 10th at the arena, he'll have something big in store. 
We didn't get clips of Storm introducing himself before the big mixed tag earlier. <laughs> uh, so they, they did have the mixed tag. We don't see it. But uh, mm-hmm. he hyped up himself a bitch. He shit on Candido and Tammy. He says Candido lives in his mother-in-law's basement. His performance enhanced in only four foot two. And Tammy is ECW's newest piece of ass. And hails from everyone's locker room. Uh, Jesus. Just going in. So we don't see a match, but it's just more Storm trolling Candido. We do have a main event, though, and that is the triple threat. Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Chris Candido taking on Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and a mystery man. Out come the triple threat. Douglas is ready for his first match in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Douglas rants on the mic after a break. RVD and Sabu are out. We get Tanaka's music, and he stomps out with Fonzie. So big spot. Looks like Masato Tanaka will be the mystery man. We get the full intros. Joey reminds us that Sabu's debut was on October 1st, 1993 against Taz. The next night he faced Shane Douglas. We get another ad and come back to RVD and Douglas talking shit, throwing strikes. Douglas knocks Van Dam to the floor. RVD pulls him out and slugs away. Heads back in, but Candido yanks the top rope down. Flops out, meets Candido. Uh, Candido meets him with a plancha. Sabu flies to Douglas with a plancha on the other side. Tanaka and Bammer come in, reigniting their war with some hard strikes. Tanaka gets a roaring elbow. Everyone comes in. We get a big brawl. Out come the Dudleys. They help the triple threat beat down the champions and Tanaka. The Dudleys hit Tanaka with a 3D. He's hurting as Joey runs down the 3D victims. Tanaka's helped to the floor. He's checked out as the crowd chants for Taz. The beating continues in a very brutal beatdown. Out come Mikey Whipwreck, Jerry Lynn, and Nova, Meanie. Uh, the triple threat take out care of all of them. Chetty, Rogers, Balls, and JT Smith all get waxed as well. Out comes Taz finally. He lights up the triple threat in a warpath. Hits a T-bone on Shane. He's gone. Fonzie blows the whistle as RVD and Sabu get back in the ring and stand with Taz, who finally shakes hands with Fonzie, high-fives RVD, and then all three pose with Fonzie and the titles, and then he high-fives and hugs Sabu to bring closure to their feud. Um, Again, more of a segment than a match, but it really helped heat up the triple threat and the Dudleys, who seem to be aligned with them. We get Taz and Shane physical finally to close us out. Taz is a monster. Finally steps in with Fonzie backing him. He's with RVD and Sabu. And this gives us a good time before we get to um, both the real six-man war and then eventually Taz and Shane looks like where we're heading. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. I, I like this. Um, I'm not as down on the Taz stuff, Jenny, as you are. Um, I-, I like that he's aligning with them. It's almost out of attrition. Like, all right, Fonzie's kind of the devil he knows. Sabu's his old tag partner. He hates Shane Douglas, and he can't beat him alone right now because of Bigelow and Candido. So, you know, join forces with your enemies slash former friends. And try and get your title. So I didn't mind this at all. I like the angle. I think it's been well done. And I think it's one of the more cohesive things I got going on right now. I guess I I just don't happen to enjoy it at all. I think it looks dumb. I think Taz looks dumb. He made up his own fucking belt. Then he's going against everything that he ever said about every, everyone. Um, none of it seems in character to me. I why does he care about beating Shane for his belt? He's got his own fucking belt. So what does it fucking matter? Like, I don't I don't think he has I don't think he has any reason to team up with these guys. I don't know. Matt. All right, time for me to get angry. Uh they've they've finally lost me with Taz shaking hands with Sabu. Uh Stop. like unless it's a work. Hey, you're muted. You're muted. You are muted. It's fact. a good thing I'm muted because I, I've lit up my nap, but it's, they were old friends and partners. It's not like they've never been together. They just, they're coming back after they, they, they always had the mutual respect, even in their feud. Taz wanted mm-hmm. that respect. Right. I mean, that was the whole feud was, I, I, you know, give me your shot. You left me hanging, hanging high and dry. They had their feud and now it's a means to an end. Taz is, needs him. I, I know. What does he need him for? 
but it's three on one. He needs backup. The thing is, he spent a year and a half doing it. If it was a month long thing, I'd probably be okay with it. But it was a year and a half hey. with Sabu just ignoring him. So I mean, yeah. and Sabu uh, Taz calling out Sabu at, at every possible second he possibly could. So I mean, and he got I get, him. It's over. I get what you after a year and a half. If I chase after someone for a year and a half, I ain't gonna be over it like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it's me, but I don't know. It's just it, it just doesn't feel. And I also, th- you know, I don't know. It's just it's not working for me. Uh, and I, I get like you. I think you mentioned it either on the last episode where, you know, they got to do something with Shane because he may not be ready to come back and have a full right. singles match. So that's fine. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. You could have found somebody else. Probably. No, besides. this is the story. Taz has been chasing this title for a while. And he needs backup. And at the end of the day, even though he was calling Sabu out, they had their feud. It, they went even. It was a respect feud. He knows Sabu. He knows Fonzie. So at the end of the day, like he can, he knows how to operate with those people versus trying to find new backup. He doesn't trust never, anyone else. He's never going to be able to trust them ever. But he knows this time. But he knows that he's aware this time going in that they could fuck him again. He'll be ready. But for now, so then he's, he's an idiot. Him. So he's, he, he's not necessarily. He's Sting is an ready. idiot. When Sting used to go in and act like everything was fine, I don't think Taz is acting that way. I think he's been leery and understands like this is a possible issue. You know what I mean? But but you just open yourself up to it. You know what's going to happen. He's Taz will fuck though... them all up anyway. Right. After a year and a half, so in two th- in fall of two thousand and one, when he faces Sabu again, can Sabu and RVD won everything, every match, and they've been in every match, and they have all the belts. So like, yeah, do a fucking. They're the all right, best match. I went with the six man. Uh, I don't even think we didn't even rate that, did we? Yeah, that one had a grade. It was like two or whatever. It was the only match with a grade for me, and that Spike 9-1-1's my worst match. All yeah. right, well, we all know my answers then. <laughs> Best moment, I went with the nine one one return, and then yes. for me, at the end, with Sabu, Taz, and RVD. No, How dare you? How dare you? Fucking idiots. All right, most 90s, <laughs> I went with Rob Zombie. Yeah. yeah. And nine one one, I guess nine one one. That's like a that's like a four. They got a lot of use out of Rob Zombie. Yeah, just yeah, like Jenny James. Like, yeah, Jenny like James. James yeah. Record time. that one promo, and you <laughs> get out of it. Uh, stock rising. I had JT Smith at his big return. Uh, yes. Fonzie's, Fonzie's yeah. new triple threat. Dreamers army. Spike Storm. All had big nights. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Stock falling. Poor Mike Awesome and his ACL. No. Uh, FBI. Nine one one. Wild Bill Wiles and Chastity's uh, private parts. Oh my gosh. Wild Bill Wiles broom also fell. <laughs> uh, final grade. I went six and a half out of ten. This, this is a fine <laughs> episode. It did. Uh, it fell in the ring. We it saw did. it. Fine episode here. Not not in our upper tier, but still pretty entertaining with a lot going on. <laughs> At a big moment. Whether you like it or not, that Taz RVD Sabu moment's a big one. Matt, what's your rating? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I mean, it is a big moment, but I don't like it, so I'll go six. Ah, five. October 10th, 1998. You want, you want my visceral reactions. We already talked All about right, this. I know. You want my reactions, and then you get Fine. pissed about reactions. I'm not pissed. Yeah. October 10th, 98. Who just I thinks we're fucking idiots? That's, that's all. true. We opened with clips. Fine. 
right, let me get through this. We go to bed. We open a clip of a match between Chris Chetty and Lance Storm from a recent house show. Chetty gets a few shots in, but Storm finishes and celebrates Tammy Lynn Bitch. As Joey says, Storm is as good as he thinks he is. And we get a Lance Storm music video. So just a hype for Storms. We get our opening animation, and then Joey's in the nest, and we're in Dalton, Georgia, just south of Chattanooga, north of Atlanta. Sets up the night ahead with two big main events. Talks about how Axel Rotten has been in the hospital due to a biopsy. He's had liver and kidney problems, and he's out. But he will be in Balls' corner tonight uh, as he's out of the hospital. Joe- what is happening to ECW? <laughs> well, what happens is when you beat the shit out of each other with chairs and take ridiculous fucking bumps on concrete floors. All those, all those liver Singapore shots. And, like, you know, this is what fucking happens. Everyone breaks down eventually. I guess. Yes. Joey hypes up November to remember from New Orleans and at the UNL Lakefront Arena and not to be confused with WCF Lakeside Arena. And the main event is Shane Douglas, Chris Candido and Bam Bam Bigelow versus Taz, Sabu and Rob Van Dam. So Battle of the Triple Threats will main event at November to remember. And we get a hype video for the show narrated by Paul. Wild Bill Wiles is out. He's a dick to the new timekeeper. Teaching him how to ring the bell. Joey mocks Wiles and talks up Just Incredible's rise because he's in our opening match against Balls Mahoney. Incredible heads to the ring. Jason and Chastity, and uh, with Jason and Chastity, Joey emphasizes what an impact he has made and become a big star. Out comes Balls Mahoney with Axel and his chair. As a ring announcer calls Credible Mr. Incredible, which made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the crowd is bouncing Balls chants around as we get going. We then start with some mat work and amateur tussling. Credible starts tossing fists, but Balls rocks him with the right as he peacocks and unloads a flurry that ends with him with a spinning heel kick. Balls batters him outside, back in, hits a hard-spinning slam for two. Balls works the arm. Chastity runs interference. Jason comes in and licks Balls with a hard kick. After a break, Credible is riding Balls with a chin lock, but Balls breaks free and rallies with strikes. Balls misses a charge to the corner, but recovers. Crotch is Credible on the post. Balls keeps unloading. Hits a big tiger bomb, hits a big top rope splash, but doesn't cover. Before Balls can finish, Chastity comes in off the top, but Balls catches her and crushes her with a nutcracker sweep. Axel and Jason end up in the ring. Balls murders Jason with a chair shot. Credible comes in and canes Balls and Axel, and then keeps smashing, smashing Axel in his rehab kidneys. Axel's bleeding from the mouth as Balls protects his friend. He takes a ton of cane shots to the head. Dreamer comes in and makes a save to a big pop. Out comes Jack Victory and Rugged Rod Price. And we go to break. Uh, fun match and good heat. Credible's a lethal prick, just assaulting anyone in his way. Axel's on the hit list now. Uh, I like the post-match as well with Dreamer all the way back into this Credible feud, taking Sandman's place. Matt, I went two and a half stars. I'm right there with you. Two and a half. Uh, very good match here. A very fun match here, I should say. Uh, it was. I, I enjoyed a lot of it. I like how they keep everything moving. Like A lot of Credible's matches, there's just a, a lot of moving pieces to it with all 18 fucking people he comes to the ring with. Like there's enough, all his going, stooges. there's enough going on where it's never boring. And I mean, we're between the dreamer stuff. Now he's beating up Axel while he just had a biopsied kidney. Like it's credible. Like, I don't know if he's necessarily on par with Shane is like top heel, but like, he's got to be damn close. Like he's, he's like inching up that ladder there. Like, and he, he's just been vicious, even with his gaggle of misfits that he has with him. Like he's clearly the top one. And, yeah, the top misfit, if you will. But mm-hmm. they, all these matches are super fun, super entertaining. So, and I like that Dreamer came out, and like you said, it looks like they're going to go back to that feud now with Sandman being gone. That makes sense because those matches were all super fun, and there's still unfinished business there. So, I enjoyed it for what it was. So, two and a half for me, Jenny. What was the finish? I didn't have it in my notes. 
and I don't recall it. I don't. I don't know if there was one, honestly. I, I was gonna was. say who won yeah. the fucking match yeah. because no one. I, it's, it's another. But at least we didn't get a fake pin with like Spike pinning. I think Rod when, Price or something to end the when, match. When Axel came in, I think the ref called for the bell. Yeah. Okay. So all right. I did like the match. I just I was confused as to who the winner was. Um, who should it be? Do you think Credible should? Anyway. Well, yeah, probably by DQ. I mean, yeah, by DQ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the the chairs. I like the canes. You know, the run in is great. Finish was bullshit, but I did two and three quarter stars. All right. After the break, Axel's down. He's coughing up blood. Staff is helping him out. Joey's in the nest. Rants more about credible. We get a very long recap video of the last ECW Arena event at, at uh, that we saw uh, over the last couple of episodes of TV. That fills up some time. We then get to our main event as Bubba Ray Dudley takes on Masato Tanaka. The Dudleys are in the ring backing Bubba for this match. Dick has a patch on his eye. It's a one-eyed monster. Mm-hmm. Gertner does his full shtick and intros. Tanaka's out looking for revenge. Violence is clearly on tap. We start with a slugfest into a Tanaka headlock. He ends up with a missile dropkick. Knocks Bubba outside. Bubba catches Tanaka on a Pescado. It's a stun gun on the railing. Then he slaps a drink out of a fan's hand and gets in his face. <laughs> Steve-On helps out on the floor, but Tanaka turns the tide. Shoots Bubba to the railing. Bashes him with a running chair shot. He tries another one. Bubba gets the foot up. Bubba works Tanaka over on the floor. We head back inside where Tanaka rallies. Gets two on a back suplex. Tries another one, but Bubba lands on him. After a break and a November to Remember ad, Bubba fights off a comeback with a Bubba bomb. Talks more shit. Bubba slams Tanaka. Hits a senton off the middle rope for two. Bubba unloads a chair shot, but Tanaka no-sells it and fires up. Triple threat come out as Bubba splashes Tanaka in the corner. Joey says it's an unholy alliance with the triple threat and the Dudleys. Wonders what Shane has promised them. Bubba keeps hammering away, but Tanaka gets a powerbomb from the corner. Devon breaks up the pin, but Tanaka knocks him down, grabs a chair, sets up a tornado DDT. Devon gets involved again. Bubba hits a Samoan drop while yelling sayonara. Shane... Gives a signal to Bubba, who keeps hammering Tanaka. Tries to hit the Tornado DDT again, but overshoots and flips to the mat. Tanaka pops up. It's a somersault st- stunner, but Bigelow attacks. Sabu and RVD are out to pop. We have a big brawl. RVD and Sabu had a double top rope combo, and Tanaka covers for the win as Sabu and RVD keep the triple threat at bay. The brawl rolls on until Taz comes out. He cleans house. RVD and Sabu are flying around like madmen, and we close with Taz hitting Shane with an overhead suplex on the concrete stairs. Ouch. Uh, pretty fun match. It was a little clunky, but this venue is great. Dalton, Georgia. <laughs> the crowd is yeah. really hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole mix right now with this feud, I, I'm digging it. I, I don't mind it at all. The two triple threats, the Dudleys, Tanaka's in there. Um, they're all locked in. Wild scenes, a great war. Uh, solid match to keep this burning another week. And RVD and Sabu are insane. Just like out there flying around as everyone's brawling. Mm-hmm. So, Jenny, I went two and three quarter on the match. But again, I enjoyed this all as a segment. Yeah, I don't know. It, it felt like a pretty typical brawl. Um, I like Tanaka a lot, though, but he gets beat up a lot in this match. Um, I guess if we're going to do it, then, you know, it's good. Two and a half, Matt. Yeah, I went two and three quarter on this, too. I thought Bubba and Tanaka worked better with each other than Devon and Tanaka did. Like, just the fucking power bombs that Bubba hits. They look, they all look sick, especially to Tanaka, who knows how to take a shit kicking. So I enjoyed that. I mean the brawl at the end was fine for what it was. But again, like, like Jenny, I'm just, I'm not sold on the whole thing, but it was, it was pretty good. The, the uh, release German to Candido was great. And the suplex into the crowd was really good too. So, mm-hmm. but 
I mean, I'm still not sold on it. Maybe they'll change my mind as we still have like a month to go before November to remember, but it's going to take a lot to do that, I think, on my part. Same. All right. So that'll bring it into that episode. So let's go ahead and get to our awards. Uh, best match for me was Tanaka and Bubba Ray Dudley. Yep. Yep. Worst match, not by much, was Credible and Mahoney. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, best moment, I went the War of the Triple Threat at the end with RVD and Sabu going crazy. Hmm. Yeah, probably. I like the Dreamer run in. Yeah, that was good too. Most 90s and with timekeepers. <laughs> I can't give it to Rob Zombie this episode, so I'm lost. Uh, Stock Rising, Incredible, Tanaka, Taz, RVD, Sabu, all at Big Nights. Yeah, Big Nights for a lot of people. Stock Falling, I went with Axel's Kidneys. Well, I knew you were going to say that. My God. Too soon. <laughs> and final grade or failing maybe stock failing yeah. <laughs> oh no somehow that's worse final grade i went six out of ten it was, it was a good episode <laughs> but the matches were kind of middling and one you probably could have written off i mean you know it, it's a probably a C town for them so you get the real big stuff in queens or philly you get mid-level stuff sometimes in cities like new orleans we get the big beulah thing in new orleans but mm-hmm. we know now they were setting up to try and get to a pay-per-view there and then you get these weird little towns like dalton where you're going to get like action with some storyline advancement but probably nothing major uh, happening yeah i would agree six out of ten yeah i went six i mean it was your standard uh, not in any of the big uh places of uh, big cities episode all right that'll wrap it us up wrap it up wrap it up for tonight <laughs> We're done. Three episodes in the books. We'll be back in two weeks' time as we continue our trek toward November to Remember. We will be covering three more weeks of TV, I believe. Yes, three weeks of TV. And then a month from today, we'll be coming at you live with November to Remember. So, again, we're moving along quick through this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, before you know, we're going to be at the end of 98. It's coming fast. So, uh, be sure to talk about everything in North South Connection, both video and audio, on YouTube and any podcast app. Follow us on social media. We love you. Leave us a comment. Like.